0: How should we have fought COVID from the beginning? Yeah, let's talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, happy Monday there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. And thank you for joining us on, of course... Another fun-filled episode. I am uh, joining you, as always, from our Stratus IP studios here in lovely eastern Indiana. Don't let cyber attacks or outdated business technology put your company at risk. Learn more at briannickelshow.com forward slash Stratus IP. Well, let's talk about how we should have dealt with COVID from the beginning. Now, if you joined us here on the program way back in, yes, uh, March, April, May of 2020, Despite what was the common narrative, which was being promoted by fear to stay home, stay safe, and basically isolate to uh, the end of time, uh, we were saying maybe there's a different approach. Maybe we should be taking this more from a, uh, a fact, you know, a, a different factors that are out there, namely age, high risk, and then also, what's the best way to deal with COVID? Who are the folks that are actually going to be at risk, and is there a way to address those factors, like? Maybe if they're overweight, to lose some weight, maybe go outside, get some sunshine. But no, we were considered to be conspiracy theorists. We were not following the science. We were not trusting the experts. Well, let's go ahead and have a fitness expert on the show today who maybe is going to talk a little bit about what actually worked here over the past few years. Kalina George joining us here on the show. Kalina, thanks for joining The Brian Nichols Show.
1: Hey, thank you so much for having me.
0: Absolutely, thank you for joining us, and uh, let's kind of kick things off here, because you, uh, you've you really built up a name here in the Greater Liberty Movement over the past uh, few years, really in the, the world of fitness as well, which I, I doubly appreciate myself being a, a fitness fanatic, my, I, my, I used to weigh 385 pounds, so I, I love Going to the gym every morning, uh, getting my my lift in. But I think you know when you're talking about the bridging of the fitness world and the world of politics, it really happened over the past few years because a lot of folks in the fitness world who were looking at what were the reaction from the government was being done were like, "This is insane. This is not how we approach this." And you specifically have had some experience and uh, have really built up a, a nice uh, audience there, talking about not just the insanity from the government response, but also man, uh, the the vaccine, right? Which we will talk about today. A lot of the, the, the force and, and the coercion that was pushed from top down to get folks to take this uh, this vax. But before we get there, let's go ahead and let you introduce yourself to the Brian Nichols Show audience and your world in this, uh, this fitness uh, world that you found yourself in.
1: Awesome, yeah. So actually, although fitness has always been a part of my life since I was 17 years old, so almost 20 years, like coming on 20 years, I actually, during the beginning of the um, pandemic, I didn't work in fitness. I actually worked in the hospital. I was a physician assistant. I practiced medicine for six years. I worked in the ICU and um, I did practice all the way through April of 2021. So I think that I have a really unique perspective on um, basically like the fitness side as well as the health side, the hospital side, everything like that. Um, so I definitely some things that I noticed right away, especially from working in the hospital and just from my experience in medicine was we had kind of been through like a pandemic scare before that. I don't know. And I haven't I don't think I've mentioned this on a podcast before, but a lot of people who did not work in medicine around like, I think, 2013, 14, 15, maybe might not remember this. But there was a big like Ebola scare around that time. and mm. we, we saw some similar kind of um you know, measures with lots of questionnaires, wanting to kind of like isolate people who had maybe been to different parts of the um, world and approaching it like that. So I remembered, I remember like the beginning of the pandemic in um, 2020, thinking back to that experience and thinking this is probably nothing, they're overblowing it. Um, I definitely didn't think that they would go as drastic as they ended up going at that time. Um, but I already like I, I definitely had like my flags going off right away. Now, I thought it would just kind of, you know, come and go, just like the Ebola scares that they have. But they really obviously dove right into this one. And um, you all know the story there. But I agree with you um, that there was no. When you talk about like the different demographics, because you mentioned that there was definitely no differentiation between like a high risk person, a low risk person. And how do we approach this? It was definitely very draconian, like one size fits all like public health approach, which is never a good thing. Um, And we can talk about this later. But Mm. that starts right from the moment you're born, basically here in the United States with the childhood schedule. Same thing. There's no this child's high risk um, because they're going to maybe go to a lot of schooling and everything early on. Maybe this one's low risk based on where they live, um, the class sizes they're going to attend, different things like that. It's all one size fits all. When it comes to public health, everyone needs all these shots or everyone needs to be locked in their house. So I think when you approach things from that standpoint, you've automatically lost credibility in my mind. So.
0: So I wanna reverse. Let's go way back, right? I'm not sure. Are you super familiar with the the way we've gotten to where we are in modern medicine?
1: Um well, it depends on what you're talking with, about. With
0: Rockefeller. So from the understanding that I've in my reading is is that Rockefeller really wanted to help isolate the the what we consider now like big pharma, right? And in this um more top-down approach to medicine versus what was at that time more of your traditional medicine, which was the more holistic approach to medicine, which was a, a lot of what our grandparents, right, were, grew up or our great grandparents grew up as their medicines. And it's it's funny, I still think back to you know, my great grandma grew up in the Great Depression and hearing the stories that she would share about things that was considered medicine or remedies. And it's like, oh okay, grandma, that's weird. Like, you know, it was like, put this under your toe and it will, you know, keep it there for five days wrapped up in duct tape. And it's like, oh what? Okay. But that was medicine. And there and there behind yeah. it It was, it was completely like voodoo in, in the, the public discourse. And it was done from the quote expert class. We see this again, right? Where it was focused to take this holistic approach to medicine and, and to get rid of it from the, the traditional discourse and, and to make it like it's quack science, right? And, and that has led to where we are today, where you have really this separation of Big pharma and the, the the prescription drug world that we we have as the solution to the the medical issues, which are they solutions? We can talk about that. But then the other side, right? And it's more of how do we address the health problems instead of simply just throwing medicines at, at it. Much your approach. How do we, you know, go the fitness route? How do we live a healthier lifestyle? And how do we do that not just when we're in the gym, but what we're putting in our body, right? The the, the food we eat, um, the environment that we we put ourselves in. There's all these different factors that that all add up, and I guess it really speaks to how it's it's been such an uphill battle. And I, I think, you know, back when I was 385 pounds, it was it was weird for me because like. The only reason I wanted to lose weight was because I was told to by a doctor and I saw like I needed to. But beyond that, like I didn't really see the societal problem that was happening around me because everybody else was getting heavy too, right? And, and then all of a sudden, you know, now that I, I've lost weight and I go to the gym and I, I kind of like drive down the street and just look at where we are as a society. It's scary. Like our, our, uh, I, I just shared this over on Twitter I gotta look this up I'll let you go ahead as uh, I, I turn this over to you and I'll pull up the the graphic but I think it was like our our uh weight has like tripled overnight in a generation here you you take over really quick I'm gonna pull a graphic up hold tight one sec
1: okay so um kind of backing up on that 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 was a, an interesting point um I think when it comes to like, The weight gain that we've seen as a society, we live in a society of abundance and it's been this way for decades. Um, But also simultaneously, the food quality has really started to go down, especially since probably I would say like the 1980s, you know, we started and I'm not saying that's when we got microwaves, but we started getting microwaves. Everything was microwavable. Everything was easy. Restaurant portions increased. Um, processed foods increased, the ingredients got worse. And at this point, you know, we basically live in so much abundance that if you don't put controls on yourself, you will just naturally gain weight. And so I think that's kind of where we're at as a society, no matter, you know, how much money you have and stuff. It's not like we're facing starvation anymore in our country. Like, and I'm sure there are areas where that, that is a factor. And I'm not, you you just
0: spoke to the 1980s, right? I I have here for the folks who are on, on the podcast version of the show, which I know like 90 some odd percent of you are go to the YouTube, go to the rumble, go to the odyssey, check this out because this graphic is just insane from 1987 to 2021, our obesity rates have tripled, tripled in one generation, tripled. And I say that as someone who I was morbidly obese, like, yeah, it's a big problem. I mean, I look at my home state of New York and New York, I mean, you think it used to be like the healthiest state. Now, 25% of the state is considered obese. It's mind-blowing.
1: Yeah. And I think, sorry, that's my puppy. Um, he's in the other room. So uh, what's interesting to me is I see on that in the very first picture, Louisiana, which is actually the state that I've lived in here for eight years. It's completely white. So I'm assuming that that may have one of the lowest levels of obesity, even though I don't see it on, um, you know, I don't see that on their uh chart here. But now um, we are obviously at the highest level of obesity. So what happened there? Because home cooking and things like that have always been a part of Louisiana culture. But what changed? Was it the food quality? Um, Was it portion size? Is it alcohol? Is it, you know, maybe we were working a lot more physical labor Back then, I mean, I think that there's a, probably a lot of different factors in play, but that's interesting. I didn't realize in 1987, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, correct me if they just maybe didn't have data, and that's why it's white. But it looks like we didn't yeah. really have a problem now. We have a huge problem here in this oh,
0: state. Huge problem, huge problems. And yeah. and this actually was shared by Luke Radowski, um over on his Twitter when they said, well, I originally found this. And his question was like, well, what happened here? Right. And, th- and that's the, the big question is, well, what did happen here? And there are so many factors that go into this, whether it's we talk about big pharma tossing medications at our, our various ailments and saying, this is your solution. Good luck. Um, or it's, it's big food, right? Going out and subsidizing all these terrible, terrible things that we're ingesting into our bodies on the daily. Uh, there, you just look at the foods from, you know, just, 20 years ago, to where they are today, they're almost different foods. And that speaks to, I think, also what's happening is that the food that we're eating, it's not really food anymore. It's it's losing its nutritional value. And that's scary, right? Because you could eat what you think is a healthy-ish diet and still struggle in the United States, but it's because there are so many hidden things that people just don't pay attention to. And I guess that speaks to why it is so important for us to be like actually, you know, uh, smart consumers, I guess. Like to go out, read the labels, take the time to know, you know, where's your food coming from. I I moved to a small rural area in eastern Indiana, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna start using like a local butcher because I don't want to be in a situation. Oh, we'll get you back in a sec. I don't want to be a situation um where there you are uh where Sorry, all uh, of yeah. airplane
1: mode or something. I don't know why phone calls are disrupting it.
0: Oh, no, you're good. No, but I was saying, I don't want to be in a situation um where like, you know, I'm like it was in Philadelphia. I'm going to a, a supermarket and I have no idea you know, where this food is coming. Like, where's the cow that this was from? Like, I can go to the butcher and know like this this cow is from down the road. You know what I mean? And that right there, knowing where your food comes from and having more of a relationship with that. But also then the other part of it, and this is something that you you really focus on, is living the healthy lifestyle by getting active, going out testing your limits, like pushing yourself beyond where you think you can go to prepare yourself for not just today, but for tomorrow, because God only knows what the heck the future is going to bring.
1: Yeah. So um, actually, I had done a poll like a couple of days ago because I talked about myself and my son and my son, he does have a he's pretty picky with his diet. But Mm. I said, um, my son and I both basically eat like nonstop. Okay, like we eat like there's no tomorrow, both of us but both of us have like an ideal BMI. He's five years old. But why is that? You know, I I asked the question, what do you think, what food do you think that we avoid? You know, and actually it turned out once people started answering, I was like, there's probably like three things. But the one major one that I was thinking of, a lot of people did guess and that was sugar. Like, Basically, I think a huge problem that we have is sugar, high fructose, corn syrup. Obviously, there's all sorts of other awful ingredients like, you know, food dyes, artificial, you know, flavorings, different things like that. You know, like you talked about with the meat, there can be hormones, antibiotics, all those things. But I really think that the sugar is definitely sugar is one of the biggest issues. Um, obviously, our dairy, we actually do avoid dairy, too. So that was like a secondary answer, but it's not like a main one. Um And things like alcohol, too, like people, you know, a lot of people say, like, my metabolism got so much worse, you know, as I got a little bit older. Well, what, you know, as I got out of my teens or something, well, what happened when you got out of your teens? You started also drinking alcohol. What happened when you showed up at college? You started drinking alcohol. So that's something that I really work on. Um. with my clients is I try to explain to them, like, you probably are not going to get the results that you want um, nearly as fast or efficiently if you're still drinking alcohol. So that's a huge theme to me, the alcohol, Um, sugar, for sure. I don't prescribe, though, to, uh, to the idea that We should, um, do like a low fat diet, low carb diet. I eat carbohydrates. They just need to be quality high carbohydrates. Um, and I believe in a, you know, a very balanced diet that that's the healthiest thing because anything that you avoid, you know, like if I try to try to like biohack, I'm not into that. You know, if I say like, I'm a, go ketosis, well, you got to stay in ketosis. So the second that, you know, there's not, not that food around, you have to have carbs and stuff, then you run the risk of your body doesn't know how to handle it. Now you're in a situation where it doesn't know what to do. It's storing fat, doing things like that, messing up your metabolism. So I don't believe in doing anything like drastic or extreme. That's, you know, my, what I tell my clients, that's what I tell myself. And I think that it works very well. Like I had told everybody, For the last two weeks, I've been moving and I hadn't worked out. Like I've trained my clients and I've had to leave the gym. You know, there's no shame in that after 17 years of being in the gym. This happens sometimes. This is life. It doesn't mean I don't get right back on the wagon. But uh, also, you have to look at the fact that I don't think that that's going to make me gain weight. And it certainly didn't. What does it do? It's going to affect my muscles. You know, they're going to like atrophy a little bit. Um, I'm going to lose some strength. I might, you know, lose a little bit of definition. But I'm not going to just gain weight because I didn't work out for two weeks. Like that would show that I have a metabolic problem if that happened. You know, or that I'm def- I'm overtraining to try to stay in a deficit. That's not what you want. You want to have a healthy metabolism. You want to have healthy hormone profile. Your body, like working out, lifting weights, stuff like that, should be adding you know adding to you not like trying to keep you where you're at if you if you think that you have to get on into a bunch of cardio to like lose weight or maintain your body fat like you're already in a bad position so
0: yeah and i was looking really quick the obesity rate increase um during covid and the reason i wanted to look that up because this goes back to when we first started out our conversation today um you know what was the best way to actually deal with covid and we saw the stay home, save lives, yep. namely your life, right? And, and we see, yeah, um, CDC recognition adult obesity as an epidemic has increased exponentially since the pandemic uh, started, especially yep. amongst children ages two to 19. How about that? Um, so I was just reading that over in the CDC here on, on the good old Google device. But anyways, that goes back to, well, what should we have done? Right. Instead <laughs> of locking folks down for yeah. God only knows how long. What yeah. would you have said? You know, all of a sudden, Kalina, you're you're in charge of the uh, the CDC. No, you're, rather, you're right next to Trump. You're uh you're you're An- you're Anthony Fauci instead. You're you're taking the uh, role. What's your <laughs> recommendations?
1: Uh-huh. Um. Okay. So first of all, I want to know what does the CDC did They say what the cause is. Are they taking some ownership there, or they're just like doing the thing that they always do, which is like we don't know why like this happened, but it did, you know, or it was unforeseeable circumstances. Um, the truth is, is that they closed down gyms. They even d- went so far as to close down like public areas like parks, playgrounds, different things like that. They scared people like to, you know, and, like to the fact that if they're near other people, they're going to get sick, you know, die or have someone in their family catch the illness, die, like so much stress around the situation that people just avoided going public places. Not everyone. So right now I, I just moved to the country. I have, you know, like over an acre of land. It wouldn't really matter to me if they closed down everything right now, because I go outside, go for a little run in a circle, you know, it's my property. I can get a couple of things. I could get some rocks and lift them, whatever, you know, push ups, pull-ups, whatever. But that's not everyone's case. A lot of people are packed in little apartments and stuff like that. Especially if you think about cities, New York, or just even even smaller cities, people lived in apartments and things where they didn't have a lot of space. They're closing those gym down, gyms down. You know, they're doing things like taping off, you know, walkways and recreational areas. That was awful for those people. That was absolutely the wrong thing to do. And yes, it definitely put them into service. Um, Obesity, as we know, was linked to a worse outcome with COVID and it's linked to worse outcomes just in general with your health. So I think they absolutely mismanaged that. They definitely, first of all, I, you know, I'm very libertarian. I do not think that they should have locked down anything. They could have put out some recommendations for older people of how we could protect them. Um, But especially for younger people, I don't think, you know, like making people mask when they're around other people like that was ridiculous. I even saw that they went so far as to like have children wear masks during P.E., which sounds totally dangerous and just inappropriate to me. And in band um, class. Can you believe that? Oh, in band class. Yeah. (laughs) They had to have like a hole in there to to be able to do it. Yeah, Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's absurd. And I I think they totally mismanaged that. They should have been talking to people. About if they really cared, if this wasn't just about selling a pharmaceutical product um, and taking authoritarian control, then they would have told you, "Go outside, get a walk. You need more vitamin D. Vitamin D is going to actually protect you." You know, um, they would have told you, "Every pound you can lose is going to increase your chance of living if you catch, if and when you catch the virus." Because as we know, you know, everyone eventually was going to catch the virus at least once. If not two, three, sometimes three times for people now, despite having the vaccines. So, if they were really for our health, they would have put out recommendations like that. You know, they would have uh, talked to us about healthy eating, different things like that. You know, they wouldn't have closed down the gym. They would have maybe closed down, like, I don't know, the liquor store or something <laughs> like that. I mean, you know, it is what it is. And I don't think that they should have done that either, because again, that's an authoritarian measure. But I'm just saying none of it made sense from a health perspective.
0: A lot of it still doesn't make sense. It's uh, it's all insanity. And frankly, that's uh, I have a good, uh, good friends there over at our Sound Mind Creative Group team that just uh, is finishing up the new mini docu series, "Follow the Science." Lockdowns uh, go viral. So please, folks, go ahead give those guys some loves because they're doing some great stuff and telling the real story about what happened over the past three years. Which also, three years really, we're already at three years. Oh my gosh, it's insane. Uh, it, it and I guess. I, I hope we're at a point, you know, that's where I'm at. I'm like, I'm hoping we're at a point where this is kind of going to end. But to your point, we, we see this in so many different areas in life in in government already taking the risk you know once they have this role that they think is now their responsibility they're just going to expand upon it so you know what can uh, we do to prevent the next pandemic you know how can we lock down harder right uh so uh with that being said unfortunately I just looked at the clock we're already hard pressed for time so kalina uh with that where can folks go ahead follow you continue the conversation they want to uh learn more
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. So I'm on um, my main platform is Instagram. I've been on Instagram for about two years. I started on Instagram in, I think, June of 2021. Um, over there, I talk a lot about health freedom, um, vaccines. I talk about, I mean, although I'm vague about it because it's Instagram, y'all know, uh, and you don't want to get censored and lose your platform. But um, I do a lot of stuff over there talk about libertarianism, talk about um, health and fitness also. So that's that Liberty Chick. Um, all well, one word on Instagram. I'm also now on Twitter, and on Twitter, they it was too long, so it's THT Liberty Chick on Twitter. And there, I have a lot more, it's mostly libertarian content, but I do post some workout videos, do post some um, stuff about food, eating, things like that, just encouragement about lifestyle. Um, And then so far, that's about it. I'm on Rumble also, but I haven't been posting a lot of videos there. I'll probably start up again. And um that is, you know, my channel over there is called That Liberty Chick. And soon I will probably be starting a YouTube, but I do not have it yet. And I also have Facebook. Again, That Liberty Chick, it's all the same.
0: Perfect, and we'll include all those links in the show notes, so folks, go, if you're on the podcast version of the show, click the artwork in your podcast catcher, it'll bring you right over to BrianEagleShow.com where you can find, yes, all those links, plus the entire transcript from today's episode, and yes, the video version, so you can see the the uh, the handy-dandy graph that we were showing there, I'll include that in the show notes too, make it easy for you, why not? Um, but yes, please, go over to the video version of the show, hit that subscribe button, and little notification bell, so you don't miss a single time we go live. Uh, for my final... Th- thoughts for today uh you want to go ahead and uh, make some changes in your life uh you'll make some changes elsewhere as well beyond your life and I think that's the thing we have to focus on first is so many folks want to change the world without realizing they have to change themselves first so go uh focus on yourself live a more healthy life uh if you want to learn more about that please reach out to Kalina that's my final thoughts Kalina what do you have for us for your final thoughts
1: Um, yeah, that's about it. I mean, basically, if you are thinking about starting to work out or eat healthy, like do not, don't say like, I'm gonna do it Monday. Don't say I'm gonna do it on the new year. Don't say I'm gonna do it after this weekend. You just start right now, you know, and then you just take all those events as they come. Um, don't let yourself get derailed. I mean, obviously, sometimes we're going to always have like, you know, a holiday or something. It's not going to be perfect, but you just start right away and just make that commitment. So
0: amen. Truth, truth. All right. With that, we have to run. Uh, folks, thank you for joining us. And uh, by the way, we had some awesome episodes here this past week. If you missed them, don't worry. I'm going to include the most recent episode over here. If you're joining us on uh, YouTube, and if you are uh, here on YouTube, that means that over here, YouTube's going to go ahead and sub- uh, suggest, a, uh, I guess, a, a video that they think is going to be best for you. Trust the algorithm gods. They know what's best. Otherwise, that being said, follow me on Twitter uh, uh, at Liberty. You can find me, yeah, Twitter and on Facebook until I'm banned course uh and also if you do me a favor if you want to become an audience insider dollar a month you get some behind the scenes content plus uh q and a's with yours truly and you get access to all my free ebooks over on our patreon 1.99 a month link there at a forward slash support and by the way you want to go ahead and get some swag we have some awesome stuff like we have our good ideas don't require force snapback we have hoodies we have t-shirts We have yard signs, backpacks, and more. Go to BrianNicholsShow.com forward slash shop and use code TBNS at checkout for 10% off. That's all we have for you. Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Kalina George. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at BrianNicholsShow.com. Forget to tell your friends to subscribe too. Follow me on social media at liberty And again, if you'd be so kind, please
1: consider making a donation to The Brian Nichols Show at show.com forward slash support.